What's up, my confidence queens? Are you ready to feel confident as fuck? I'm your host, the confidence queen herself, Alicia Lechuga, and I am your confidence bestie. I went from trying to shrink my body in order to find happiness and approval to finally letting go of dieting, others' opinions, and inspiring hundreds of women along the way. This podcast is all about confidence, living unapologetically as yourself daily, and ultimate self-love. This is Confident as Fuck. I wanted it to be more, feel like more of a combo. Right. Like Joe Rogan style. Have you I ever don't think watched I know who that is. Podca- you don't know who he is? No. What? I live under a rock. Did you ever watch Fear Factor? Mm-mm. Have you ever seen a UFC fight? Mm-mm. Stop. <laughs> Stop it right now. No. If I'm lying, I'm dying. You've never watched a UFC fight? Mm-mm. Do you I'm know what like it is? A, I mean, yeah, more or less, but I'm not like a live sports watcher. Yeah, like I don't watch like baseball, basketball, football. Mm-mm. No one has ever invited you to a UFC fight and said like to watch it at their house or something? <laughs> no. What up, what up, and welcome back to Confident AF. You guys, I have a surprise guest. I didn't even tell her that I was keeping it a surprise from everyone. I didn't announce it anywhere. I didn't like give your name out at all. Um, so I have a surprise guest with me today, which is my friend Patrice, Hi. which I'm so excited. So Patrice literally flew in from Philly for the podcast, which I'm like so honored that she literally was like, Hey, I actually, if I book a flight to be on the podcast, then I can actually put it as a business expense. I was like, yes, okay, let's do this. Um, So Patrice, let me give you guys just how we know each other. So Patrice and I actually met through Brianna. If you guys know my um, first coach, Brianna, we went on a retreat last year and we went to Cabo together and we just automatically like clicked really right away. And then we just been like friends over the internet ever since. And, um, Patrice is a hair, wedding hair and makeup artist, and she's amazing at what she does. So we're going to get into kind of like what she does, what gave her the confidence to start her own business, walk away from her, um, nine to five and go all in on herself and her business. So that's what we're going to get into. So let me shut up now and let her speak and take over. I'm so excited that she's here though. Oh, I'm excited to be here. And I feel like your intro was like perfect. Oh, yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. And wait, before I introduce myself, I do have to tell you something. And okay. this is something, and I was like, well, maybe I'll wait until the podcast to tell her. Oh my so God, what? When I knew that we were going to go to Cabo together and I like followed you on Instagram and I found out that you were coming and then you had messaged me and said, yeah hey I saw that you're coming can't wait to meet you there I thought that you were I mean of course I I still view you in a high regard but I thought you were like a legit celebrity like body confidence coach I would look at your content and be like oh my god like like how do I present myself to her yeah I thought that you were like a legit so much pressure it is but you didn't know it and you didn't know it until today and now we're cool so it's so it all works out but and then now I'm seeing this I'm like no she's she's legit she's really legit so well Patrice and I were kind of talking about this before and it's interesting because it's like I'm like should we get into this now but I'm just saying like yes obviously everything 
is curated here in my podcast studio, but it's been a long road of, um, ups, downs, trial, error, and like years of doing social media to try to figure out like my exact place and in social media. But anyways, yeah, that's for another story. But And, and, and no, I, I feel like every industry, every job, every entrepreneur goes through that too. But, um, before I'm like, okay, let's talk about more things so I don't have to introduce myself. Um, <laughs> but hello, everybody. My name is Patrice. I am from Philly. Like Alicia said, I'm a bridal hair and makeup artist. I've been doing bridal hair and makeup for, well, I started with makeup seven years ago and then um, started doing hair myself and left my job actually a year ago last month because yes. we're in, yeah, we're in June and I left on May 14th. So a year ago last month, I put the pedal to the floor, decided to take a chance on me after I realized like how (laughs) disposable I was at my nine to five. So, Mm. but of course we can, we'll talk about that. Um, (laughs) but yes, ever since doing the business full time, I started a team of, there will now be including myself, six makeup artists, and then including myself, um, six hairstylists too so that's so awesome lots of growth in the past year um outside of my business who am I I don't know I think I'm still trying to figure that out um but it's it's a process it's a beautiful journey yeah it's interesting that you say like I was just thinking when you were saying that how like you were saying um that the way that you viewed like my content my social media um that's kind of how I view you in your business. I was just thinking that because I were this morning, I was saying like, it's crazy how much you offer to your brides, Mm -hmm. right? Which we can get into more as well, but you offer so many things and you're like, I feel like every time I'm watching your stories, I'm like, Oh my God, she's doing like another thing for her like (laughs) clients. Like that's fucking awesome. It just makes it something that I really appreciate as a customer in business is all inclusive, for um, sure. One stop shop for like sure. someone else taking care of that for me because I am the person that usually is like, okay, I'm going to take care of every little thing. I have to remember everything, but that mm-hmm. gets stressful, especially for wedding. Right. So to have someone like you, that's creating like it to be seamless and much easier. And just like you, I said, was like one stop shop. I'm always like, hell yeah. Like more people should be doing that is what I'm thinking. Like, so that's kind of how I view you too. Is like, oh my gosh, there she goes again. Like, yes, (laughs) like there she goes adding more. Like, but you know, there are some times where I'm like, am I doing too much? Like, am I packing on too much growth in too short of a time frame? Because yes, you can put this huge package together, but then you still have to manage it. So sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, am I doing too much? But I like it. I like having girls being able to come in. They know that they can get their lashes taken care of, waxing, spray tanning, facials. Like I just, I I personally like to do all that. And then heck, if I serve them a bottle of champagne, like F yeah. Yeah. I feel like that question that you just said, am I doing too much in like a short period of time? was a question I literally just voice messaged Grazel last week because I was feeling a little bit like last week was a really big week for my business. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her like, I'm feeling like it's a lot that week where I was ex- extending myself a lot. I was, it's not, it's weird because like you're saying, I'm, I didn't feel overwhelmed where I'm like, okay, I don't want to do this or mm-hmm. like overwhelmed where I'm like, I'm spreading myself too thin. It just kind of freaked me out a little bit mm-hmm. where I'm like, am I doing like, 
am I doing too much? Like, am I giving myself in too many areas? I, right. Like, like you're saying, right? right? Am I offering too many services? Right. And Grazel said to, back to me, and she was like, just ask yourself, like, are you overwhelmed? Do you not want to do it? And like, I think because mine was about like hiring um, someone to uh, edit the podcast, mm-hmm. right? And I've been really trying to get behind like getting someone to edit it. And I am behind it. It's just that I'm like, okay, I cannot spend, like I can't give the money yet. Right. It'll come. I just can't do it yet. And that's what I was talking about. So anyways, she was asking me like, do you feel like you don't want to do it? Or do you feel like you're like it's only on by your uh pressure that you're creating that feeling like right do you really think that you are or are you putting like timelines on yourself or you like pressuring yourself right yeah absolutely right it's all like within our own head so which is good because it's all within our control right right and I feel like on some level I like to have that pressure on myself because I'm like all right I know that this was going to make me go hard but on the other hand then I'm like okay well am I doing too much because I see Betty Sue and John Mm -hmm. over there doing this that and the third and they're further along than me but doing at the same time as me so it's is definitely like it's literally all mental right totally all mental which is like everything oh yeah it is it is all mental and that's why she was like just like adjust your timelines like right just if you need to adjust your timeline like remember that it's all like within just your control like no I one want is her telling to be my you. friend so bad grazel yes oh my god she would love to be your friend oh my gosh she's so much energy she has so much energy at all times like she is so much i <laughs> i, I know it. that that's my girl already i know i feel like i should have set it up so we could hang out with her now that i'm thinking about it Next time. Yeah. I'll come back. That to means Cali you have to come back. Yeah. 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 Or we have to go visit you. I have to set up some things. Yes. I have to like do some research on the things to do in Philly. Cause you had like, like I was telling you yesterday, you had like <laughs> guys, Alicia had this whole itinerary literally <laughs> what a couple weeks ago you were like, okay, so then when we wake up, we're going to do this and then we're going to record the podcast and then we're going to go here. And then after that, we're going to go there. Like literally if she comes to Philly, I'm going to be like, Here's the rooftop at our house. Um, this is a cool view, yeah. Okay, do you want to order Uber Eats? Like, <laughs> but there's a lot to do. I just am not like I don't have my finger on the pulse of the city. I mean, come on, I never saw UFC, so like, what do you expect, bro? You guys, she never. <laughs> I'm so dead. I, <laughs> I know. I was like, I know. I know. Just laughing because I'm like. I was referencing like the podcast that I would like to be like is like Joe Rogan. And she said she didn't know who Joe Rogan was. I know. And then she said, I said, have you ever seen Fear Factor? She said, no, no. I just know that they like eat snakes and like lie in beds of snakes. Oh my God. And then I asked her if she ever saw a UFC fight. I was really trying to give her a reference for Joe Rogan. <laughs> She just was like, no, I've no. never seen a UFC fight. Also, no. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that is so funny. I know, I know. <sighs> okay. All right, so now that you guys know who Patrice is, and you can see, like, we're obviously why we're friends. We're just, like, <laughs> on the same wavelength. 
Um, we'll do weekly win, weekly fave, and then let's get into it. So did you already, did you know a weekly win and weekly fave? Yes. Every episode that I listen to, I think of my weekly win and my weekly fave then. So I've been preparing for this moment, like manifesting it. Okay. Okay. So weekly win. Now backstory. I have been a member of Planet Fitness for, I mean, on and off over the years because I joined because it's cheap. Do you guys have Planet Fitness out here? Mm-hmm. Is it, okay. So, you know, it's 10 bucks a month, right. like super easy, super accessible, super cheap. But, and I don't know if it's like that for Planet Fitness out here, but like it's so crowded mm-hmm. to the point where it can be really overwhelming and really intimidating. Right. And I came from, I would say, okay, so we're in 2022 right now. In 2018, 2019, I was in the best shape of my life, like best shape of my life, eating healthy, treating my body right, not going to bed at two o'clock in the morning, still working on that, but like just all around very, very healthy. So I was like super confident in the gym. Um, but then when COVID hit, just like everybody, right. um, I stopped working out and then it was just, it just has been like harder to go back because I don't feel as confident at ironically confidence because <laughs> I don't feel as confident as I used to when my body was very very different right um so I joined Planet Fitness when I moved to Philly but same thing I'm just like it's really oversaturated like I'm not super comfortable here so It made me just not motivated to go. And Dorian goes all the time and he doesn't really have a problem with it. Me, I'm like, I don't want you in my space. Like if we're both doing squats and you're this close to me, I think that you're too close. Mm -hmm. So um, I put out a recommendation. There's a group on Facebook for girls in the Philly area called Philly Queens. And I put out a post just saying like, does anybody have any other gym recommendations? I was like, I don't care if it's $3,000 a month. Like I'll come up with the money. I just want to be comfortable. I want something small. I want something where I don't feel like really intimidated to go in somewhere where there's not yeah I can't have like a hundred people in the gym at one time um and people had different recommendations and whatnot but somebody actually private messaged me and said hey I think you should try this gym called SP training um I think she had like a friend or a sister that went there had really good results small boutique gym so I went and tried it and I was obsessed it's semi-personal training um, definitely not $10 a month, like planet fitness, but for me to be comfortable yeah. Oh, yeah. and get my body back to the healthiest point that it's been, I feel like it's worth the money. Hell so yeah. I joined, um, just this week. Well, we're in what day of the week is it? We're at Sunday. Sunday. So technically it's a new week, but, right. um, I did join at the beginning of last, last week. week and went with my trainer. Her name is Trish went three times so far. Oh, okay. I saw you tag her. Yes. yes. Okay. Awesome. Yes. So I'm obsessed with it. I love that. Like, yeah, there are other people in there and I don't really know them, but for me to just like be working out in a space where somebody, like I have somebody's right. full attention. It's not like, like, I don't even have time to think about like, Oh my God, who's looking at my stomach? Right. Like, can people see through the back of my tights? Like, yeah. do I have the ugly underwear on today? <laughs> um, but it's just really nice. So for me, that was a big step because a, I'm not one to like go seek out a gym and seek out a new situation right. because there's just something like really vulnerable it about is very vulnerable working on your body in front of other people when you don't love where it's at right now. 
Um, so that is my like mega win. I'm so excited about it. I'm excited to just like keep going. And like I said, yes, is it a little bit more expensive for sure? But for like, like I need this. Yeah. I need this for me. So I'm so, so, so pumped about it. Um, and then weekly fave girl. So when I knew that I was coming out here, ironically, I just happened to be going through my Instagram stories and there was a girl who I went to college with and she was raving about packing cubes. Now, evidently I'm late to the game, but I was like, you know what? I have a couple of trips coming up. Let me order these packing cubes off of Amazon. First, they were pink Chevron, so already yes. a win. Um, but I don't know what kind of witchcraft this is. But these packing cubes have, like, made me feel so freaking organized. You can get them right on Amazon. I got mine on Amazon. But literally everything just fits like, like, it literally is. What is that word called? Is it ASMR? When it's, like, something that's so satisfying that you're watching? I thought ASMR is just, like, sounds. Oh, is it? There's a word that I'm looking for. Like, this would be, like, ASMR, like. Like, oh. you can't hear it. I'm like, <laughs> like, like this, everyone. Here's what I'm doing. Can you hear it? <laughs> like the sound in the mic, like putting stuff really close to the mic, I think is ASMR. But I know what you're saying. Like satisfying. It's vi- yes. Yeah, I could have just said that. I could <laughs> literally could have just said it's really satisfying. But no, it's it's really satisfying. I feel super, super organized everything like fit perfectly in my suitcase I love it and I'm not like I'm pretty messy and if Dorian hears this he's gonna be like a freaking man but I'm a pretty messy person but there's something about like me just having things organized that it just like it makes you feel like so good right yes it makes me feel like I'm my life together so these packing cubes game changer if anybody has any trips anywhere you need freaking packing cubes Okay, I love that because I have gotten a lot better at actually like packing a suitcase and like just packing for trips in the last like few years. Um, so I did use, I've used packing cubes before and I sometimes use them now, but they do help you organize and they do help you like, excuse me, help you okay, because like I was like bubbling, like, oh, yes, and I was like, oh my god, I do I just like hold it in for the next however long we're gonna, I'm, I'm secretly and dying, and I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> literally, just like, let it out and I'll cut I just want to go home, like, I have to burp. <laughs> no, they make you feel like they allow you to like visualize your trip, right? Because you're like, like visualize the outfits that you need for your trip because right. you're like separating it right into like pants, shirts, whatever, or you're separating it by, by outfit, whatever. But for me, I think it helped me know like what to pack and what not to pack. And then like see all the things I had because how I used to pack very messy the same way. And I used Sit to on like suitcase to close it. Yes. Oh my God. And like an explosion when I get to the hotel and then it's just like, <laughs> yes. what did I pack? Oh my God. I packed 500 pairs of underwear yes. and no jeans. Like right. what the fuck? Right. Like why did I do this? Like, yes. So I used to pack horribly like that too. And I used to just like, what I would do is I would do like laundry and then I would just like start packing all everything that I did in the laundry. Like it's so dumb how I used to pack, but anyways, (laughs) it's just growing up. Right. But yeah, packing and like being like going on a trip and being organized on your trip and like 
knowing like what you have and what you don't have right. and like knowing where things are in your suitcase like that is a fucking satisfying feeling yes. you're like oh i am an adult yes like i'm an adult yes yeah that's a great feeling so i love that i well okay i want to go back to your weekly win too and say that i feel like with the going to a gym that um doesn't like intimidate you or doesn't make you feel um nervous or overwhelmed is like huge but I also want to say, like, when you were saying that in 2018 and 2019, when you're, you were at your um, best shape, right, and you said you felt confident in the gym at that time, this is why I would just want to use this as a quick example that, like, I think the reason that we f- sometimes feel very confident going into the gym and um, when we're looking better is because we have placed so much, like... Um, weight and so much um and then what's the other word like worth in our how our body looks right. in relation to our confidence R- oh right? for sure for and sure yeah so that's why like then coming back you're like oh shit I don't look the same mm-hmm. so I don't feel at all the same about myself so when I'm talking like I think it was last week or two weeks ago that I did a solo episode talking about like separating our self-worth from how our body looks like that's exactly what I'm talking about is sure. those type of situations so I just found that like super interesting that you were like yeah I had no problem with the gym at that time but it's because you look totally different yeah. right and especially in your eyes you're like maybe not even to other people but in your eyes you know like I haven't been to the gym in this long like I used to be able to do this in the gym yep. like comparing to our old selves and there's just lamb like when you're I feel like when you're in a very healthy place physically other things just fall together for usually usually mm-hmm. like when you're doing it the right way for the right reasons so I was even attaching like things that were going right. on in my life oh, that were sure. so positive and not to say like wow everything was great in 2018 2019 now my life sucks no not at all I right. love what I have going on but just knowing like the feeling associated with all those positive landmarks and to top it off, then I'm like looking the best I've Mm -hmm. ever looked, feeling the best I've ever felt. So to get away from that and then to get back to that is it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I hear that with clients all the time when they come and they like are starting out with me, they'll be like, well, I had this time and they'll have this time in their life where you're saying like 2018, 19, right. I had this time and this was going right. And that mm-hmm. was going right. And I looked like this and X, Y, Z, right. They name off all these positive things that were happening then. And then they're like, and now somehow I can't even get any of that to go right. How was I doing that before? And I can't get it now. Right. Like I can't get any of it right. If I would just, and I think their rationale is like, if I just started to lose weight or I just started to look the way that I looked before, all these other things would fall into place. And it starts to to like our brain is is hardwired to do that is to to attach like specific time periods and that's why you have like scent right that like your scent and it reminds you right it's the same thing so like that's why when we're talking about like self-worth body and attaching those things like it's a real thing and it's like it's hard for us to undo right it's very hard but if you could separate how like if you could separate those feelings and just take them for what they were and alchemize that time and say like, okay, that was that time. Now is different. I don't have to be that same person. I can be a better version. I can be like 
like that time period in between then and now was mm-hmm. actually like for a positive reason. Instead of looking at things from a negative lens, you could look at it from a positive lens, then it becomes a lot easier to say like that was then, this is now. I'm right. not reaching for that. I'm reaching for something better. For sure. Yeah. For okay, sure. I feel like I went on a long ass tangent there, but that's um, okay. Me too. I was like, oh, my weekly win. So guys, when I was born, (laughs) literally me every week, I'm like weekly win. Okay. Let me give you a five page backstory. One second. (laughs) Cause I don't want to be like weekly win. I went to a new gym. (laughs) Congratulations. (laughs) Like we need the context. Yes. Always. Yeah. All right. You're taking a sip. I'm going to sip too. Oh yeah. I hear daddy snoring in my mic. So when Patrice got here last night, Mm. We went to mm. Sevilla. We went to like a tapas restaurant and we drink and we're having a little hair of the dog this morning. So. Yeah. Which actually I've never, in relation to things that I've never done, I've never done hair of the dog before. It's bringing my life back. Yeah. Yeah. What, I know. What? I know. I'm. Ta- what do you do then day after you drink? You just suffer? Um, I'll try to... How much can I share here? Everything. Okay, so make myself throw up the night before. What? (laughs) Make myself throw up the night before. (laughs) Am I allowed to say that? You can totally edit that out. You can say that. Um, I don't don't like throwing up, so I'm the exact opposite. So, like, I will do about anything (laughs) to not not throw up. But how do you control it? And just like, Um, No, like, I will throw up. If I need to throw up, I will. Okay. Renee... Renee hates it when people throw up and he, he has, I've never seen him throw up from drinking. Not one time he's been obliterated and I've never seen him throw up. That's how much he hates to throw up. So when we, so first you got, just sit with that. No, I, I, I used to throw up a lot more now. <laughs> it's conversation. <laughs> so like when you threw up and like when I threw up and <laughs> like he threw up <laughs> Okay, Renee sorry, sorry. Like literally Are you never gonna me. have me back again? I'm really, I'm being. I'm really gonna have you back all the time, okay. as many times as you'll come. I want to be like by Big Shell and be here four times. I know. I love her. Where is her picture? Oh, there it is, right there. She's so funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah. What? Okay. Wait. Let's go back to the. Sorry. So we're having hair of the dog this yes. morning. I cannot believe you have never done that. Okay. No. So that literally brings you back if anyone doesn't know what hair of the dog is um so when you drink the night before you're feeling like shit the next day you're hungover if you have a little bit of alcohol you don't even have to have like very much just like mm-hmm. right you probably had like half a mimosa right now mm-hmm. you're gonna start to feel a little bit better because it's gonna bring you back to like it's kind of like i guess it's kind of like really if you think about it it's kind of like when you're detoxing from a drug right yeah your body's like coming down and you just give yourself a little bit of um, alcohol, and then <laughs> then you're better again. <laughs> Life just got better. Yeah. So we're gonna go to the beach today. So we're gonna drink today a little bit too. But anyways, Oof. okay. Weekly win for myself. So I won't give you guys like a huge huge backstory, but this week was very fulfilling for me and my business. So that's my weekly win. Is just this week I got to. Um, I got to interview, so you guys have already heard this podcast, but I got to interview a boudoir photographer from Israel. Love that. Oh my God. It's really, really such a great interview. First of all, the interview was amazing. Like I got to do it virtually, which was the first time I did that. That was amazing. It like 
went off without a hitch, except for the fact that I think it broke my fucking monitors somehow. Oh, shoot. Was that the last one that you did before? Well, I connected them for like a second screen. Yeah. So I don't know. I think I might have fucked up my... Anyways, it doesn't matter. But I got to interview her, which the interview was amazing. She was so easy to talk to, like so interesting. She shared a lot, which was awesome. So I got to do that last week. I got to do a virtual interview, which went off without a hitch, which is great. And then I got to actually present to another um, another woman's um, clients on body confidence. So I feel like you didn't talk about that much. Like what? I didn't because I wasn't like it was the last it was on Thursday night. OK, so it was like the last thing. And then Friday was like a really busy day for me. So. OK, so what happened with that, which this is really, really cool. So she, I guess, probably like Googled or not Googled about like Instagram searched body confidence coaches or body positive coaches or something like that. And she came up, I guess, on my Instagram. She messaged me. So she's a fitness trainer in L.A. Um, who does a lot of like virtual clients. So she messaged me and she was like, hey, do you do do you ever do um, presentations on body confidence, like virtual presentations on body confidence? And I was like. Yes. Now I do. <laughs> I'm like, now I do. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I've done that. Yeah, I can do that. And she was like, okay, awesome. Like, and she basically told me, Hey, I have a bunch of clients. I sometimes bring in other coaches to coach them. And I'd love for you to do a presentation on body confidence with them. So I was like, okay, cool. So I asked her like, what, you know, what did she want, um, covered? Like, what is her ideal client like? And then we just went back and forth and, Um, she was like, okay, great. Like, I'd love for you to do it. And, um, you know, can you make it a presentation? And I was like, sure. So I was thinking, which is what I've done before is like to swap. Right. So I wanted to have her on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also, um, I thought she would be promoting it right on her Instagram, which is usually what has happened before, but she wasn't really promoting it as much yet. And so I was asking her, like, are you, um, going to promote it, whatever. That's normally, um, what I feel like would be like a normal, like a, a swap. Right. 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 Okay. So then she tells me (laughs) like, I don't even know if I want to share this, but I guess I'll share it with you guys. I'm like, I wonder if she'll ever listen to it. I don't know. But she, she DM me and she's like, um, okay, how does payment work? And I was like, I was like, oh, um, I was like, yeah, uh, I can send you an invoice if you just send me your email. Then I'm like, obviously, like, what the fuck do I charge? Like freaking out. I'm like, what the fuck do I charge? So I, of course, I messaged Brianna. Mm -hmm. I messaged Chelsea. um, And I was like, I don't know what to charge. And so both of them gave me a little bit of like insight. And. I was like, okay, so I just sent her the invoice and she literally just paid it. And I and was that's like, how it works. So I got paid to present Let's to go. her clients, which is fucking awesome. Let's effing go. It was awesome. Like, and not to mention that the presentation was fucking fun. Yeah. Like it was fun. And like her clients interacted with me a lot, which mm-hmm. is kind of rare sometimes on, um, like zoom calls. Like I wasn't really sure what to expect because they're not my clients. I don't know anything about them. 
Um, so I wasn't sure if they would be like a little standoffish or like what I was presenting on. Would it really like hit for them? Right. Especially when you lose, like being in person is different, but when you're on a zoom screen and everybody's like, yeah, yeah. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I was like, fuck, I don't know. Like I've done, um, master classes where no one interacts. Yeah. And sometimes that's just what happens. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to present it. Like, I'm just going to fucking go with it and, um, and go. And it was like to top off all of that amazingness, it was an awesome, like fun experience. Yeah. So that's my weekly win is like the whole entire week, I guess <laughs> my whole week, but the, those things in particular. Yeah. I feel like I see you and you know, whether this feels aligned to you or not, that's okay. But I feel like, and this maybe is even comes back to like how I viewed you too, mm-hmm. but I see you like traveling to retreats and conferences and getting your hotel and flight paid for, and oh, then yes. also getting paid yes. to speak. But like, I see that for you. So I feel like this is a really good, this is a really good start. So definitely. I feel yes. like that is like, I'm starting to realize that that is something that I'm like, okay, that's like very within uh, like aligned to me yeah is like doing that and going and like speaking to other people and like yeah it's just it's crazy like thinking that that would be like it's not crazy but it is crazy I don't know I Renee and I talk about this too is like I think a lot of times Renee and I would fight um like years ago because I had like such a shortened um, like field of vision for myself. Mm -hmm. So I was always like, no, I need to be coaching people. Like, no, I need to be like working on this project. No, I need to be like launching this. Right. And they're all very like short term um, based. And Renee would be like, just work on your craft. Like just learn more, like read more, like work out more, work on yourself more. And I'd be like, what are you talking about? How the fuck am I going to make money? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you're so annoying. You don't support me. Like, you know, I'll always be like angry. And I Mm -hmm. think really what it was is like, he's seeing the vision of like, you know, everyone who's in our life, right. Can see so much more potential in us than we see in ourselves. Absolutely. Like a hundred percent. Right. Like you can see that in others. Like he was seeing like a vision of me like 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. Versus I was looking like two years from now. Yeah. And so he was like, no, like take your time, like do this. And I was like, well, and I need to do it now. Like, I feel like I'm behind everyone else. Yeah. I really felt like that for so long, but that like taking the time, like, and it wasn't even that much time, but taking the time in the beginning of the year to like take a step back Mm -hmm. really, really helped me get clear on like vision. It helped me like be open yeah, I don't even know so why wait, the fuck we're starting to if you don't mind this. me asking, because I know that you had kind of like, like you'll mention it in snippets that you took time yeah. away. What does that mean? Yeah, I think that's a, I'm glad you asked because I think a lot of people are probably confused on what I mean by that. So at the end, okay, so like when we were on the retreat, which is like end of last year and pretty much all of 2021, every time, like, I was always pushing forward to something in my business, whether Mm -hmm. that be like, okay, right now I'm going to promote one-on-one coaching. Okay. Right now I'm going to promote, um, are you exhausted? He had a hard day humping. (laughs) Or maybe I'm going to launch, um, a program that's going to look like this for my clients 
or right now I'm really focusing on visibility or I'm focusing on whatever, right? I always was like focusing on something, how to grow my business in 2021. And while I don't think that was the ba- the wrong move at all, like I think that was like good for the time. Like obviously I, I did a lot in 2021. I was always pushing forward to more in my business. And I think I was putting a lot of mental pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Like when can I get to that $5,000 a month? Like yep. when can I get to this? Like how could I make it to 10? Like, yeah, like always, Girl. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's everyone in that, that our business and, and in any business does that. Mm-hmm. And the, that's why I say like, it's not bad what I was doing. It was just how I was putting pressure on myself. Right. So anytime, like I also, everyone on this podcast knows I like, I also run Renee's business. Mm-hmm. So they were like in my head, they were like competing for time. Right. Like chasing two rabbits. Yes. Yeah. And so I was like always, anytime I had to do something for Renee's business, I felt so frustrated because I was like, Oh my God, I'm taking away time from my business. I'm already behind. I barely figured out what the fuck I want to do. Now I'm trying to convince people that they need to be confident when I was like all about weight loss. Like I'm so behind. That's how I, like my view of it was just messed up. Sure. And so at the end of the year, I just talked about this too on like a solo podcast. And if you haven't listened to the solo podcast, I know the audio is really fucking bad on that podcast, but <laughs> I had to rip the audio from my fucking camera that I recorded because I fucking deleted it. I literally, <laughs> Oh like, yeah. You were talking just, about that. Fucking idiot. <laughs> I literally recorded it. I, it was such a big deal for me to like have enough time to record this fucking episode by myself before jelly got here i was mm-hmm. like i recorded two podcasts in one day like yes bitch i'm on it Fuck. <laughs> i proceeded to immediately fucking delete it immediately i literally <laughs> recorded it and was like oh gotta make room Done. for jelly's episode <laughs> delete like what the fuck? oh man so anyways i just talked about that on this uh on that episode as well if you haven't listened to it you should go listen to that episode because it's very good but i talked about how like Wait, where was I going with this? A taking time off. Hold yeah. on. Let me re- let me re- reel myself back in. I went way too far. I do that all the time. Oh my God. I hate it when I do that. Um, then I'm like, when I was eight. Wait, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> oh, you and wanted then... to know what I had for dinner yesterday? Okay. <laughs> wait, what was I talking about? So we were talking about, like, I wanted you to just, like, explain what it looked like for you to take, <laughs> take time, time off. off. And then you were saying. Oh, I was saying at the end of last year, yeah. I hit a very big rock bottom. Um, because you were chasing the two rabbits, chasing two rabbits. I was working also all last year. I was working on self development. So I was working a lot on myself. I was really uncovering, um, like why I had, I, I went really deep last year with like healing my relationship with food, my relationship with my body, and then really diving into like my childhood stuff and Mm -hmm. thinking about like, it, it was just crazy. I took, um, Chelsea's course, the sabotage queen, I took her like course all in biz Queens and I've referenced that a few times here on the podcast, but her course like literally like turned my child, my view of my childhood upside down. Mm -hmm. Like I just realized how much I maybe probably like it, um, viewed my childhood in a specific way to, to benefit me as an adult Mm -hmm. and to make me feel a certain way as an adult. Right. And to vindicate like, Oh, you all, you were like this because this happened to you. And then realizing like that some of those things probably didn't actually happen, like turned me like it fucked me up last year. Mm -hmm. So 
at the end of last year, I was going through all that. I'm also, like you said, chasing both rabbits. And Renee and I were just like really always just fighting all the time. I mean, it was insane. And at the end of last year, we got in this huge fight uh, at Christmas. And I think I was just always on edge. Yeah. Like I was always on edge. Yep. I was always on, like I was staying on ready to like fucking get mad at something. And he was probably on the same wave wavelength too, because he's probably like, dude, I'm so annoyed with your shit. Like I'm annoyed with you. You're supposed to be working on yourself and you're still like still acting in this way. Like you're still angry at me, whatever you're still lashing out. So anyways, we got in a huge fight at the end of last year. And that's when Renee was like, you need like you need to stop putting all this pressure on yourself with your business. You mm-hmm. need to fucking chill. Mm-hmm. You need to like stop your business. And this is literally so like me, I'm like, what the fuck? How could I stop my like stop my business? Like what the fuck? I also was ramping up to do the podcast to launch the podcast. Right. Cause so I remember I was, you were talking about it in Cabo. Yes. So my podcast got the release date got a little delayed because of some um some photo and video that I was waiting on right to release. But that was a blessing as well because yeah, I was ramping up to create the podcast and Renee was like, how the fuck are you going to, you're adding the podcast? Like, are you insane? Like you're already like just completely fucking like out of, out of fucking whack. So anyways, that's what he said. That's when he said like, you need to take a break you need to take a break. And I was like, I've thought the same way as you're saying like, well, what does that really look like? Like, how do you, I take a break. Renee made me list out all the things that I do on like a daily and weekly basis for both businesses. So I could see like how much it really was. And then we really filtered out like, what am I going to do? Um, and so what I really did was I transitioned to putting Renee's business first So anything that needed to be done for his business was number one priority. And then my second priority, I guess maybe like tied with that was working on myself. And that meant like going on walks that meant like reading that meant like doing meditation and like making my gratitude list, um, working out like whatever I needed to do. Like that was number one simultaneous with Renee's business. And then The third thing I did was I really had to learn how to let go of control. Mm -hmm. So all of those things, when they started to like, when you started to look at them, really all of those things were about controlling, right? I needed to control the outcome of every situation. For sure. So I really had to let go of control. So actually Brianna really helped me with that. That was in the end of the year where she helped me realize like, how could I, how could I turn letting go of control from a negative thing to a positive. Mm-hmm. How could I make that positive? And so she helped me create this whole like persona of how letting go of control and being like, we took like alpha and um, change it to like beta. She was like, you're going to be the beta bitch. Like you are that yes. beta bitch. Like, yes, you submit. <laughs> I can like, hear her saying yeah, this. this yeah. is how she, so she really helped me create this like sexy persona for letting go, fully letting go of control of the outcome of situations, letting go of stress, like just how could I let go? Um, so that was the other thing I did at the beginning of the year was just let go of like all those feelings of like, I have to do it this way. I Mm -hmm. need to be pushing forward. I need to be earning this. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I feel like that's what that really looked like was like, I posted on social media, like when I felt 
good and aligned to doing so. Mm-hmm. I uh, posted like my day. I didn't post like, I didn't post in the, um, uh, in the like thought process of getting uh, people to sign up for something or right. in the, like the need of validation, I guess. Um, and so, yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like me just like doing basically the same thing. Like sure. I almost was doing similar day to day, but with a lot less like pressure, a lot less pressure. So um, I think I did that for, let's see, probably like, well, okay. So then obviously life fucking through a loop. So January, totally fine. February, pretty good um, until about halfway through. And then Renee's family got hit with a lot of stuff. And so I think it was kind of like the universe's way of telling me like, hey, bitch, like, yeah, you're doing great, but let's throw a few wrenches in there and see, like, are you really healed? Like, can you handle these other things happening? And like, are you still going to be able to like still let go of control? Um, And then more wrenches (laughs) started coming. Like it just like ever since like mid-February, like Renee's family has really been going through it and just like, you know, um, I think it's the universe's way of really like building me. And showing me like resistance, mm-hmm. right? And allowing that to um like slowly build up my ability to take uh things in stride. So, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah, that's what that looked like. I'm like, that was a 45 minute that's answer, okay. but that's how it looked. That's so. okay. And I wanted to know too. So yeah, I, I was like, huh, what does it look like? Cause I think it's hard for a lot of people to realize, especially when you're always like like you said, working towards something in your business and you feel like, well, if I don't work towards something and I just coast, then I'm not doing anything. Like if I don't just enjoy this level and Brianna mentions it all the time, like it's okay to just like be okay where you're at. But I'm like, no, like I've, and I just hit like consistent five figure months. So I'm like, no, like, all right, let's double it. Let's do yeah, more. Let's do right. more. So I don't even know where I would start if it was like a, let me take some time off or take a step back. Like I couldn't even imagine. And, but I think the really nice thing too, about you taking that step back is that you have a really good support here. Like for sure. Renee's a really, really, really good support. So yeah, he is I'm a here great, for it. like very, very patient. Like he's mm-hmm. very patient with like, I don't know a lot of people that would do that and be like, no, not even like, I, like the support financially. Right. But more like, yo, like you need to do this. Right. Let's take a second and like, let's figure out how this is going to look. Right. To even sit down and have the conversation with you. I think if we didn't have that conversation and we didn't like, we didn't, um, we didn't come to that conclusion and I didn't give in. I knew, cause I think a lot of people may ask like, well, what made you actually do that? Because my dad has always been like, really like, I've always been a super hard worker. So right. I, like, like you're saying, like to stop and to like not push forward, like it really felt it's foreign to me to do right. that. So I think the reason I did that and the reason that we had to have that conversation is I think we would have literally gotten divorced. Like mm. we would have been like, he was like, I will leave you. Mm-hmm. Like you are at this point where mm-hmm. you cannot like, you're putting so like you're putting so much pressure on yourself and he would always ask me and I think Devin said this on the podcast too that her husband used to say this too like 
who's putting this pressure on you? Right. And I would be like, well, me. And what? Yeah. I have a lot of fucking pressure and it's all applied by me. Yes. Yeah. Like that he would always ask me like who's asking you to do that mm-hmm. like who is putting this pressure on you you are doing it to yourself mm-hmm. and i'd be like yeah like and like that's what's <laughs> always made me successful right which is true to a sense but like are we coming at it from a negative viewpoint borderline toxic toxic viewpoint. yeah viewpoint for sure yeah it's like oh like i used to always say like i i need to be busy or else yeah like I need to be busy. I work better when I'm super busy. And that's, that can be true. Mm-hmm. But also like why, like taking a second and realizing like, why is that? Right. Like, what are we not dealing with here? Right. Like, why can you not sit still? Why can you not be okay with the five figure months? Right. Like, yeah. why can that not be like a, a good thing for a little while? Like, that's what you have to like sit back and look at for to sure. realize like, is it healthy or is it not? For sure. Okay, so we are back. We took a little break, ate some um, some little snack, got a refill on our drink, went to the bathroom, so we're back. Um, and now I'm going to give you guys my weekly fave since we went on that two-hour tangent. Um, <laughs> so my weekly fave has to be these fucking coasters. Love. So if you guys are watching or if you guys um, – well, I'll have everything for you guys linked below. So including um, – Patrice's packing cubes. I'll have those linked down below in the Amazon storefront. So anything I've ever talked about on the podcast has its own, like we have an Amazon page for everything that has been talked about. So you guys can go there, look at all the other faves. So I have these on there too. These coasters are epic. Um, so I just like, kind of goes into like, as I've been growing the podcast, it's like every week I feel like I realize something that I need to like improve or like I want to improve or I want to add. Right. Mm -hmm. So like the coasters, I was like, Oh, the, the little cabinet here, um, it doesn't get like a stain on it or anything and you can wipe it down, but people are always like looking for a coaster or something to put down Mm -hmm. for their drinks. And so I was like, Oh, I have a few coasters, but they don't match the aesthetic. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we need a new coaster. So I was like, you know what? Where are there? There's got to be sparkly fucking coasters out yes. there. So if you guys are watching on Instagram or you guys see on Instagram, I'll post a picture of these. They're so freaking cute. They're literally like bedazzled fucking coasters. They're just super cute. Love so them. that's my favorite. Did you literally type in like yeah. sparkly coasters? Yeah. Bling coasters. Yes. Yeah. I'm so I just typed that in and then um, now my Amazon is like very curated pink pink very curated pink and very um like glitter or like anything like that it's already like curated to that so I buy a lot more pink things because of Amazon curating it like that I love it and I love the straws too like I'm about to tell you okay they are are cute cute. did you get them from Amazon I did Did you bring a white claw over yeah yo dear long beach i'm out i can't hang okay just, I can't just yeah i just brought it you know and just in case i mean i have 10 other beverages here but just in case i'm just, feeling the white claw like that's gonna come out and not even the four percent or five percent you went with the surge 
I love it though. I, I love like it. I'm telling you, this is why I couldn't live here because I'd be like, all right, wake turn up, up every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wait, what was it? We were talking about the faves. Something else crossed my mind. Oh, the straws. Mm-hmm. I'll link those for you guys too. The straws. Um, actually, we went to Michelle and I. She took me to like a little coffee shop in downtown, and they had these cute fucking straws. They're so cute, right? Like they're heart shaped. They're pink. I was like, oh. And she was like washing hers and then reusing it at home. Are they reusable? I mean, they are kind of, she was just doing that. And then I was like, Oh, like same thing. I was like the, we were on the podcast one day and like, we needed a straw and I had this giant glass straw and I'm like, Oh, we need pink straws. Well, I look in Amazon these came up the same ones from the coffee shop. So I was like, Oh shit. But it ended up being like a thousand. So I gave, I gave her. Like oh, most of yeah. them. So I, I mean, to, I, I can, I'll order. work through a thousand. They're, they're really cute. Aren't they cute? They're yeah. so cute. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've thoroughly uh, tangented, we are going to move on to Patrice since this is actually her podcast that she's on today. And I've literally given you guys my fucking life story. Mm. Um, so I want to get into like le- you leaving your nine to five and like fully putting, like you said, pedal to the metal. Or whatever the phrase you use. Yeah. How did you use it? Is that how you use it? Did I, I say s- it? Yeah. I oh, I think gas. I might have said like pedals on the You floor. said foot on the gas, I think is what you said. Either way, we yeah, went so, fast. <laughs> like what that, um, like what gave you the drive to do that and what like pushed you to do so? How did you know to do that at that mm-hmm. time? Like what allowed you not to say like, oh, I'm just going to like keep myself here and like hold myself back from taking this risk and what I mean by the risk is like going all in in her yeah. business because it was a risk yeah it definitely was yeah, a, risk. a risk um so just as a backstory and I don't even know that I necessarily shared what I did before makeup with so. you so um for seven years prior to leaving my job I wasn't at the same job for seven years but um for seven years I worked in the same industry I was in higher education and career services so helping people determine what does the next step look like after Mm. they leave college um and then the job that I left just last year I was assistant director of career development um at a university out in Pennsylvania not out in Philly but um not far from Philly about an hour and a half away I'm gonna vomit watching you pour that white claw um I don't know I just think I went to ham last night but anyway um so at the job that I was at as assistant director of career development there were a couple of things going on so yes I loved the work that I did I no let me not Patrice be honest Mm -hmm. I liked the work that I did um some days I tolerated the work that I did but growing up all I remember is like my parents coming home my mom would come home snapping on everybody Mm -hmm. and I'm just like okay well work is a place that you're miserable right and the work didn't necessarily make me miserable some of the politics behind the work made me miserable And just some things that I saw in senior leadership at the university made me very miserable, which uh, trickled down to, okay, now my work is miserable. So um, I liked it. I liked working with students. Um, Simultaneously, I was like just kind of like taking weddings on weekends here and there. What got you into 
into that? Like into how, like doing weddings? Yeah. Like how did you start going? Like did you go to? Well, okay. Did you go to cosmetology school or anything like that? As far as like to get you into makeup. Not to get me into it, I went, I didn't graduate from um, aesthetic school until the end of 2020. Okay. Um, so I went later to legitimize myself because I knew that I wanted to open up a studio slash salon. Gotcha. And I knew that I needed that license in order to do it. But um, prior to, I feel like I'm going to tell like two stories at one time, but I'm going to hop back to the leaving the job story, but starting with weddings, like I just started doing makeup with weddings and just never left. So I was in a relationship, long story short, in a like horrible, toxic relationship. But, um, the relationship that I was in, the person that I was with at the time, they did network marketing, which Mm. is like, I mean, everybody knows like Avon, Mary Kay, like those are all network marketing, Herbalife, like those are all network marketing businesses. This one was a different business, but same concept. And I saw how much these people that did this business were like, you can do, be, and have more. And I'm like, what? So like, you guys just like, don't get up and go to work? Like what? Mm. Um, So that mindset, I was already like, I think like, like I want that, like I want that freedom I want that happiness in my life I want like that like you can do be and have more but I just don't know what the what is so after me and that person split um I was just really bored like I didn't make time for a lot of my friends when we were in the relationship didn't make time for my family um my family didn't like him and rightfully so but of course when you're with somebody you're like no but they're like I'm gonna be with them forever (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) but he's so important (laughs) like anyway anyway um so I was just bored after we broke up I didn't have anything to do didn't have anybody to do it with and I've always been creative like I've always been I don't do it too much anymore but I've always been like a drawler mm. um just like I don't know like artsy and creative right. um and I always went through like artsy and creative phases there right. was a time where I wanted to do nails so I was trying that out um there were times when I played in makeup so I was like oh that's kind of cool so I just started like doing makeup on myself because that was the creative phase that I was in and I posted a picture on Instagram and somebody was like, you should totally do other people's makeup. And I was like, you are a joke. This was 2015. Okay. I was like, absolutely not. Yeah. So a couple months later, I was in a wedding um, for my friend in college. And then I met the makeup artist that did our makeup. Her name is Tish. Still keep in contact with her to this day. And I was just asking her questions about her life and what she does, uh. why she does what she does. And that, remember how I said like that do be and have mentality? Yeah. I wanted it. I just didn't know where to apply it. Right. Well, after she was telling me about her life, I was like, wait a minute, we might have together. a match here. So Alicia, no lie. She starts packing up her stuff. I start hysterically, you know, that Kim K meme where she's like, ah, ah. Yes, I cried guy. that hard. Mind you, at somebody else's wedding, like tears coming down my face, hiccup crying. Wait, like, why were you crying? In hindsight, First of all, I was just like overwhelmed with emotion. I've never had a moment in my life where I was like, this is it. This is the thing that I want to do. And 
I didn't recognize it as that at that time. All I knew how to do was just like cry. Right. No, for sure. Which I mean, that's like me every day, but like, I don't know what to do about this. So I'm just going to cry. I don't know what I'm feeling. So I'm just going to cry. But as she was packing up her stuff, I just start crying. Um, and I didn't realize it until later that that was like the first time that I ever had like a, wow, this was meant to be. Like I am going on the right track. I've never had that level of clarity. Like when people are like, and I just got a download from the universe. I'm like, well, shoot, universe don't be talking to me because like what? But they do, but we're not able to recognize it. Like you were saying in that moment, right? Right. It's never that clear. Like I feel like people are like, and then I walked outside and I picked up a piece of paper and it said, you're going to be a makeup artist. I'm like, well, shoot, give me that sign. So (laughs) I, that was the first time where I ever had a sign so clear Um, so then I came home, um, literally that Monday, put a post on Facebook, like, I think I want to try this makeup thing out. Um, can I have a couple models? So for just about four to five times a week, every single week for maybe four months, I just took models, kept practicing, built up product, built up my kit. And then someone that I went to college with reached out and was like, Hey, I'm getting married and we want you to do the makeup. I didn't have a price list together. I didn't have a website together. And I remember I took the call outside of my mom's apartment and I went in and I'm like, I don't know what to charge these people. Like how do do I need a contract? I can't, am I supposed to make a contract up? Like, I don't know how to do this. Um, but I did. So I started in bridal technically, like my first paid job was bridal started in bridal and just never left. And you just never left. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's so beautiful how you said like, you didn't know what to charge. You didn't know to put a fucking contract together. You don't know anything. Right. But you just did. Yeah. That's like Renee and I, same thing with our business. We're like, same thing. Somebody called us one time and like, we knew what business we wanted to be in, but we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Someone called one time and they're like, Hey, can you do this job? And we're like, sure. And they're like, okay, do you have your business license? And we're like, the fuck is a business <laughs> <Right>? license? <laughs> We've been in business for like six months at this point. And they're like, oh, can you just send over like your Long Beach like business license? We're like, no. <laughs> we're like, oh, um, yeah, we can. Like, where do we typically, where would we get that? <laughs> That's when we realized like, uh, we don't, we don't know what the fuck yeah. we're doing. Like yeah. we're just winging it out here. Yes. Like, That's what it business is. Like for we're sure. just fucking winging it. For like, sure. Until you hit the next one and then you're winging that. Yep. Like, yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly, and even to this day, like, so that was 2015. We're in 2022. Now I, there are things that even today I'm just like, well, never did this before, but we're going to we do go. it today. Yeah. 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 Um, and you had to ask me about like leaving my job yeah. too. So, from that first wedding that I took, like right. it started out as me just taking a wedding every like few months. Then uh-huh. it built up over the years to every month. Then it built up to a couple times a month. And then as it just started to progressively build, um, I knew that this is something that I'm really passionate about. And yes, I like my job, but when it comes to like, which one do I want to see thrive more? Of course I want to see my business thrive a little bit more. So, um, like I said, I tolerated my job, but in 2020 when COVID happened, 
they sent us home. We were still working. We were just going to work from home. They sent us home. We thought it was just like everyone. We thought it was going to be two weeks. Yeah. Um, so when they sent us home, mind you, I'm living my effing best life and salons and things hadn't closed at that time. So a girl was like, I'm taking lash clients from yeah. home. Like, yeah, F this job. And I, I don't care about saying F this job now because I'm not there anymore. God forbid I'll never have to go back. But I was like, F this job. I'm taking lash clients yeah. on the clock. Um, anybody wants their makeup done, they can still come over on the clock. But when I random, I'll never forget it, a random Thursday, we were probably home for... I would say two and a half, three weeks at this point. Um, I check my email and it says we have selected a number of people to have their pay reduced by half and their hours reduced by half. And you're one of those people. Um, If you have any questions, contact your senior management. Have a good day. Human resources. It was in the afternoon. Mind you, I'm living my best effing life at this point because I'm at home. Like, this is my dream. <laughs> F it. I, could, I was like, I could just work the business more. Right. And then, you know, eventually by the time we go back in, I could just be like, well, I'm not coming. So they said that we were going to work on half of our pay and half of our hours. And I wasn't, ma- for my title, I wasn't making a lot of money at all. Um, so I was like, well, how am I supposed to live on half of that? Because yes, you're going to pay me half, but no, none of my bills were like, we understand it's COVID. So you could just give us, you know, what you can give us except for student loans. Of course, student loans ended up, um, being whatever the word is. I don't, I don't know if I want to call like, they they were just Paul deferred, deferred. Yeah. Yeah. But aside from that, you know, I still had to pay my rent because I wasn't living in Philly at that time yet. So I still had to pay my rent still had to eat, still had to live, pay my electric and all those things. So I call my direct supervisor crying, like crying, screaming on the phone. Like, what is this? What happened? What do you mean? Half of my pay and half of my hours are going to be cut. What am I supposed to do? And she was just as shocked as me. She was like, I got the same email too. I like, I, I don't know. Um, let me go find out some more information. So she calls her supervisor, which is part of senior leadership. And he ends up calling everybody on the team like, yep, sorry, this happened. Do you have any questions or is there anything that you want to talk about? Yeah, my effing pay, how I'm supposed to live because you have, you're driving a brand new Benz. I have my Nissan Sentra that probably needs new tires and an oil change. Now I have to like pay the rest of my bills, but your hours didn't get cut. Right. You have a six figure salary. Like, yeah, I want to know where the other money is coming from. But he had like nothing to say. He was like, yeah, I understand. No, you don't understand. So at that point, I just started to realize like, I'm very disposable here. Mm -hmm. Like very, very, I've never felt that disposable ever in my life. And there was a lot of change that I bought to the department, to the university. Um, there's a lot of good work that I did that I just felt like was just like, Oh, well, yeah. Um, like when push came to shove, right? Oh yeah. They're going to make the decision that works out best for them. And it's not going to matter how much good work you did. It's not to them, to them. It didn't matter how much good work I did. It didn't matter how much of an impact I made on students. It was like, this is a money move. So 
oh well. Um, so at that point, the wheels started to turn like, okay, how do I make my dream happen for myself? Because having my own dream is the most secure that I'm going to feel. Cause I knew that I just never wanted to feel like that again, but I love that sentence you just said, but, but here's what I'm going to counter. I, we're going to come back to it, but okay. I'm going to counter it okay. because I think a lot of people say like build your own dream and don't um, get paid to build somebody else's, but there's a lot that I learned working oh, and building sure. somebody else's dream. For so sure. I don't say all those things to say, like, if you work a nine to five, you're dumb. Oh, no, 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 And there are days child listen where I'm like, I just wish I could defer to my supervisor. Oh, yes. It's like, let that's me forward me. this email to someone else who can <laughs> yeah. help you. Like, yeah, of course. But it, like, I love how you countered it because it's like, yes. Okay. Like, Building your own dream is the most secure. That's the word I liked that you used because mm-hmm. a lot of times we can feel very secure in a nine to five, right? Someone else is paying us. We're deferring to our supervisor, right? That we're not having to take on all the responsibilities right. of having our own business. But if you think about it, like who else are you going to fucking believe in besides yourself? Mm-hmm. Who else are you going to fucking have? Who else is having your back besides right. yourself? That comes down to if you're confident in yourself that you can, uh, that you can do all those things. And sometimes it's hard, but I love how you countered it with how much you learned from your other job or from any job because for sure Renee and I talk about that all the fucking time. And I think I've mentioned this on a podcast with Michelle is like all those other jobs that I had, all the other experiences I had with jobs and with, um, emails and with, you know, professionalism. What did you do before? I did so many different things. Okay. (laughs) I did a thousand different things, but those, all those jobs prepared me to be in the position that I'm in now. Like they gave me life, life, um, skills for sure to be in the position I am now. So I always had like a thousand jobs, but I, the most, the one that I had, like the most recent to, before we moved from, um, Texas, I worked for Granger, which is like a industrial supply. So they have like, Anything under the sun, if you're like a contractor, if you're like a fucking any business, you probably ordered from them before, you know who they are. So they're like an industrial supply company and I did um, customer service like over the phone. Then I moved to like email customer service correspondence for them for like five years. Um, So that is what I was saying. Like that's the one I referenced probably the most is like I I knew how to interact. I I can interact in an email or on the phone professionally. So good. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it is so easy for me and Renee's always like, dude, it is so good that you like knew all those yep. skills, yep. like, because you're so easy at knowing those. Um, and then I also did, um, sales was like a really big thing for me that I loved. So I worked at a tanning salon twice, two, two or three different times, um, as like a high level manager for, um, sales, which was my favorite. I never knew that sales. Yeah. I love to do sales. So yeah. I'm like, I'm going to talk to you for hours about this product uh-huh. and I'm just going to become your best friend. And then you're going to definitely trust me. Right. And then I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to sell you this very expensive thing that I do believe you should, should use. It's not like I'm being um, shady, but I just felt like that job um, really helped me know how to like interact with people and how to like, how to sell um, even when someone is like really resistant to what yeah. you're selling. So that helped me with that too. But yeah, before that, I also worked in the service industry before too. Interesting. I was like a waiter, waitress. 
Wow. Yeah, I don't think I ever knew that. I just always knew you as the confidence queen. I guess I don't talk about that a lot. I don't talk about, like, my other jobs. Yeah. Because I never really talk about that. When you ask me, like, what do I do? I'm like, oh, I never really shared what I did, like, in Texas or when we moved here. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, okay, so back to you. So back to your nine to five. And then you said, okay, so I wanted to ask you too. So Mm -hmm. you said whenever they cut your pay right in half, you felt like, well, what the fuck? Like you're still making all this money talking about your senior manager um, or your senior manager's manager, right? Well, he was senior management. So my supervisor was just like supervisor of the department. And then, yeah. Now, okay. How did how is your view of that situation right where he's still making money but he's cutting everyone below him not him personally but the right. company is cutting a lot of people on the um, like below him's pay and hours by half how does your how is your view of that situation now that you own your own business has that has that the view of that situation changed no no okay. but but that situation has taught me that all of my team members, I want them to feel so valued and so important. Now, God forbid, if I ever have to make a decision where I have to let go of somebody, um, I want to do it with a little bit more, or I would want to do it with a little bit more grace, but the situation, like, do I view it differently? Of course it was a blessing in the size because if that never happened, I'd probably still be there and probably still be miserable. But, um, it just taught me how I want to make sure that anybody that works, and I don't even like to say works for me, works with me, anybody that works with me, I want them to know that, I bought them on because I see value, not because I see somebody that can pick up a makeup brush or pick up a hair dryer or a curling iron right. and do the makeup or do the hair. Like you're more than that. I chose you because your energy matches mine. I chose you because I feel like you're talented. I chose you because I see potential. Um, whereas at that time I felt like, okay, well, did you hire me just because I was a warm body mm. or like, you know, did you so hire you didn't me feel to be valued? at not at that time definitely not and I mean me and my supervisor had just an interesting dynamic where I just I I think she appreciated the work that I did but over the three years that I was there I didn't hear it enough so those things I went from a job where it was like not to like think too highly of myself but like I the job that I was at before it was like Patrice like yes get it like we love your ideas love it love it love it love your contribution and then I went to this job and it was like I would kill it and hear it from everybody else but my supervisor so I'm like am I doing a good job am I not so those things just started to like kind of chip away at my professional competence a little bit Mm. so by the time we got to the furlough I was like y'all are dead to me yeah Yeah. So then what happened after that? So how did you like after you got your hours cut and you were like freaking out and then you realized like how disposable you were, what made you because I think that's where um, when I met you, I think you had just like made the full transition to leave that job. Is that right? When did I think it was in October? Um, So I left in May. So I was, it was new. It was still in the same year. So May, June, July, August, September, October. So yeah, five, I would only had the business for five. I'm shivering. Are you cold? Are you cold? You're not cold? No, I'm not. But I always get hot 
okay. like, doing the podcast because... Oh, that's okay. I'm just going to put my hands behind my back. I keep... I am... Do you want a blanket? Yes. I'd okay. love a blankie. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> when I... So I also have to tell you when I um, was packing for this trip, I was like, I'm going to get to California. It's going to be like... A- hundred degrees i'm gonna get off that plane and put a tank top on and then here i am in california with a leg shivering oh it's it's because what you see on tv like no oh my god i maybe we should go down to like downtown la or something like that like because i'm like that was the biggest realization i had when i moved here is i was like it is not like TV. Like yes. on TV, it looks like glamorous and like everywhere it looks like so like, like what they show on Kardashians, yeah. right? Like everywhere. Yeah. That's what you think everything looks like. And then you get here and you're like, oh my God, it's literally nothing like that. I feel like my view from the hotel looks like what I thought California would look like. Then. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Cause it's like overlooking the ocean and palm trees. Yeah. 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 Just wait until we go on the beach path today. I'm so excited. Oh. I'm so excited. I'm nervous to ride a bike, but I think I'll be fine. Oh, I think you're going to do great. Okay. All okay. Right. And then I'm going to put my feet under D-A-D-D-Y. <laughs> there we go. She's wow. not saying daddy's name because, no, excuse you. Go back. Where, where are you going? He's like, uh, oh, this is you? Well, oh, no, it's not. I'm hiding. He, so she's not saying daddy's name because he will literally, uh, like, hump her. He's already humped her a few times. Yeah. Okay, so. talents hurt. What happened, yeah, like, what happened after the hours got cut, and then, like, how did you get to the point where you were like, I'm going to leave? So, after the hours got cut, my wheels were just turning, like, okay, like I said, I'm disposable here, so what do I really need to do in order to make this business happen? Because I have probably since you know, getting involved with the network marketing business, which of course, you know, I haven't done that for almost 10 years at this point, but like, I lost my train of thought, but there was something, there was, I was going somewhere with that. You're about to find it. Shoot. Shoot. It was connected. So you asked me like what happened after that. And usually I'm like, I'm going to ramble and then I'm going to find myself again, but I'm not going to ramble and find myself again. But anyway, we're just going to start over. So... (laughs) (laughs) love that for me love that for me um shoot so yeah the wheels started turning you were disposable and then shoot but there was a connection that I wanted to make from that time but it's it's fine it's not a big deal um and Oh, oh, that's what I wanted to say. So from the time that I did the network marketing, I've always been like a woo kind of person, like always believe in like speaking things into existence and like just believing that things are going to happen for me, visualizing, doing vision boards, writing down affirmations. So for and on Christmas, not Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve every year since 2015, I would write a letter to myself about everything that I wanted to happen that next year. And I wouldn't open it until 365 days later on New Year's Eve the next year. And then I would go through, yeah, I would go through and highlight everything that did happen and then just take the things that didn't happen. And sometimes things changed. Like this guy that I was with, I was like, I want to marry him. (laughs) That changed. (laughs) (laughs) But, But I would just take the things that didn't happen and just apply them to the letter in the next year. So, um, 
I just like constantly wrote it out that I was going to be a full-time makeup artist. I was going to be a full-time makeup artist. But I say all that to say, like, I thought it was just going to happen. Like I was like, mm. this is just how the universe works. It just like, I'm going to manifest it. that shit. And it's just, yeah. It's and just it's gonna just going to like, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, there's probably like a celebrity out there that's going to like reach out to me and want me to do their hair and makeup and like travel with them. Like I was like, that's how it's going to happen. Um, and I was like, no celebrities reached out this year. <laughs> Thanks. I fucking <laughs> Thanks, love universe. This because um, that's so true. We think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's just gonna like happen. And so as the wheels were turning, and I'm like, okay, well, we're six years in, and it didn't just happen. Like, yes, I was getting more weddings, but not enough that I could leave my job. So I, I had a friend ask, like, well, how many weddings is it gonna take? in order for you to be able to leave your job. And I was like, what the F do you mean? Like, I feel, I, first of all, I feel like I'm stretched thin right now. Like take on more weight. I, I don't, I like, I physically How don't I do know. Yeah. yeah. So I did write it down. I did write out, you know, how many weddings would it take in order for this same amount of money to be made, which it was a good starting point. But then, you know, when you have a business and you have expenses and things like that, that, you know, those weren't the things that I was thinking about. I was just thinking like cash in pocket, which it definitely doesn't work like that. Um, But I saw how many weddings I needed to do. And I was like, oh, F no. Like, what am I supposed to do? Three weddings on a Saturday? Like, how? So I was like, okay, what other ways can we make this happen? And I knew that I wanted a salon or studio, but I knew that I would have to go to esthetician school in order for that to happen. So as I'm like loosely coming up with this plan and like trying to figure out where the money is going to come from. I'm like, okay, well, if I work, if I get this esthetician license, esthetician's license, excuse me, and I work at a salon or studio, then I can offset the cost of having to do so many weddings myself. So then that's additional income that's coming in. Um, and I'm going to make this sound very easy, like getting into school and like, paying for it was, or at least just getting the deposit was like, I literally came within an inch of being able to do it. But long story short, obviously I did it. And so I was like, okay, well, if I work at this salon, if I work these many weddings, I think it can happen. And I've always been like, uh, if I think it can happen, F it, let's at least try it. Right. Um, like I moved out of my apartment with $50 to, or moved out of my mom's house with $50 to my name. Like I got all of my, like, fuck it. yeah, yeah. I was like, it's, it's just going to happen. I've always been very impulsive, like super, super impulsive, especially when it comes to spending money. <laughs> but, um, you know, so just knowing like, that's who I am. I'm, I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to go do the right. thing. Um, and if it doesn't work, we're just gonna, we're going to figure it out. Yeah. So, um, after I kind of like had my loose plan together and I'm skipping over that whole point of like going to school and all that, because that was a journey in itself. But, um, I went to my supervisor and I was, here's what I was willing to do. I was like, well, what if, I can work part-time because during COVID you guys didn't have a problem with me working part-time. So I was like, well, what if I just work part-time then I can dedicate a little bit more time to the business. Like I was willing to do a very smooth transition and she said, let me think about it. So she took a week and thought about it. And then at our meeting the following week, she was like, well, I can't honor 
you working half the amount of time because it's going to be dangerous for senior leadership to see that our department can run off of less man hours. So if you want to come in at now, my schedule was like 830 to 430, which I started to just lose interest. So I would show up at like nine 9.30. I know. I don't know. I, I don't know how I kept my job. Um, I, I was just tapped out. So the next week she was like, if you want to come in at six, at six, at a college, first of all, these kids just went to bed a couple hours ago. You want me to come into the office at six o'clock in the morning? And we had this conversation about me waking up early, yeah. like not an easy job. Um, so I was like, yeah, no. So then... So that was a week. The week after, I was like, I just want to let you know that May 14th is going to be my last day. Then I was just like, and this was in February of 2021. So I was like, look, we have a few months to figure it out. But the feeling of just like the release that came out of my body when I was like, this is when I'm leaving. We're just going to figure it out. Yeah. So it was like a kind of almost like an impulsive decision. Like you were there mm-hmm. mentally, you were tapped out, mm-hmm. but then you were just kind of like, okay, let's fucking do it. Yeah, absolutely. Cause yeah. It, I'm not coming in at six o'clock in the morning. And what is that going to do for me? So I'm going to come in at six, leave at what? Two, three o'clock. And then how does that help me? Then I'm going to be exhausted and then I have nothing to give to my business. And around that time, um, I had reached out to Brianna, too, and told her what was going on and told her that I'm interested in working with her. I have no idea how it's going to work, but I'm interested. I told her, like, I'm interested in working with you. I just want a little bit more information. And then after talking to her, I was like, oh, F, yes. Listen, I'm going to be all right. We're just going to do this. Yeah. So. Okay. That's really interesting because that must have been at around the time that I I don't know if you remember that I came on to and I like joined one of you guys's like masterclass like calls or something like that. You and um, not a masterclass, but I don't know what program Brianna was running because I always did private coaching with her. So I never like knew what she, like program she was running, but she was running a program and you guys were doing a call and it was with Carissa. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh, you were there. I came on to that call. Yeah. Like she just let me join it. Yeah. And it was a really interesting call. And I knew that's when I knew that we were going to be friends. Really? Because that's the first impression I had of you. And Carissa was talking or someone was talking. And here's Patrice over here, like in the background, just like, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, girl. I come from black church. We give like, we're like, (laughs) yes, yes. And no one else on the call has the same energy. And I'm like, this is, she's going to be my friend. Wow. Oh, my gosh. I didn't notice you noticing me. Yeah, that's definitely like the first impression I had of you. And that's why I was like, I know we're going to be friends because she was, you were just so hyped on the call. Like, um, I love that energy because I'm like, hell yeah. Like she's hyped to be on this call. She's not resistant, right? Mm -hmm. You're just like, yes, I know this is what I want to do. Yes. I'm moving forward. Yes. Like how can I learn more? Like that's the energy that you gave. So I was like, hell yeah. Like I love that. Yeah. So yeah, that's like, I feel like that's so you like saying like, okay, well, I'm just going to fucking do it Mm -hmm. is kind of like what you kind of have to do in business a lot of times, um, or just in general. So let's take it out of business and just put it in general and just say like, like anything, but you're just kind of, you have to just be like, F it. Like I'm fucking, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do the fucking work 
and I'm just going to go for it. I feel like we, so many times we want like these straight answers. Like we want like how many, what exact weddings do I have to do? How many of this do I have to do? How do I, how do I lose weight? Like, how do I do this? Like, how do I become more confident? Like, please give me a step-by-step guide. And it's like, a lot of times it's going to be ever changing. Mm -hmm. So we just have to get in and get your feet wet and your hands messy and like fucking do it. Right. Like, that's it. That's like, that's the secret is just to fucking do it. Right. And I think that I had reached a point where I was just like so fed up that it wasn't fair. First of all, it wasn't fair to the university for me to be there because, I mean, I'm just going to say it, whatever. Like, like I was stealing company time, basically. Right, right, right. So, first of all, it's not fair for you guys for me to be here. And it's not fair for me either because you've showed me that that value that I thought I had just means absolutely nothing. And I'm like, well, I know that I have value. Like, I believe in the value that I have to offer. So, if you're not going to realize it, then I'm just going to apply it to where I know it's going to be applicable. So, yeah. It's kind of like a relationship that, like, goes sour. Like, when you see... And someone shows you like you get the ick, right? Someone mm-hmm. shows you a side of them that you're like, ew, uh-huh. like you're kind of like, it lets you see them in a whole new light. And you're like, ew, right. Right. Like that's kind of like you lost interest in the company. The company lost interest in you. And it was just like, it's a toxic relationship at that yeah. point that you need to leave. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Bye. Okay. So now <laughs> catch us up to now. So kind of like. I want you to kind of like brag on yourself a little bit because oh, you gosh. literally have just been like, I don't even know all these things about you. Like, like how many artists that you have working with you and how, like, like I feel like you're such a boss bitch and you don't Thanks. give yourself enough credit in that area at all at all. So <laughs> I want you to kind of like, tell me kind of like, give me like a, give me like a pitch of your business. Tell me all about your business. Tell me how your business works. I've never been nervous up until this. Point. What? Okay. Yeah. Oh, when you said pitch, I was like, off like, oh, freak. Well, if someone was like, oh, like, what, what is your business? Like, how does your business I do hair work? and makeup and then I walk away. No, that's not true. <laughs> that's what I'll do. <laughs> I do hair and makeup. Bye. Bye. But you know what? And here's, here's where I struggle is because I very much see the business as an experience. And like, in, in terms of the client facing right. side okay, of it, yeah. I... I struggle to see it as a business sometimes and I see it definitely as an experience and I think the magic touch of MU8 is our vibe and the energy that we bring to just like the most one of at least one of the most important days of your life yeah and one thing that I love that we do and I think one thing that really sets us apart is that a, of course, we're a one-stop shop. Yes. But aside from that service, as long as you're taking advantage of the things that we have to offer you, and there are a lot of free perks, like um, when you're an MUA bride, you get a free spray tan, a free brow and lip wax. You get 40% off for one month at the studio. You'll get a complimentary touch-up kit. So we're spending a lot of time with you leading up to the day. So in that time that we're spending leading up to your day, we're also building almost like a relationship yeah yeah. um and I think that is a piece that is missing from a lot of businesses especially hair and makeup businesses because it's very easy and I freelance for tons 
of companies, which was also good because I learned what right. I wanted and what I didn't want. Yes. And one thing that I saw a lot of that I didn't want was just like that turn and burn. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, you're going to come in for your trial. Great. Any notes Thank for the you. trial? Okay, great. Thanks. See you on wedding day. Right. Whereas, you know, I do Brazilians. Your vagina is in my face. Yeah. So we're going to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to get to know each other really well. Um, so how many like touches do you have with your brides usually before you like actually do their makeup on their wedding day? Like how many times do you see them? Like how many? It can be as many or as little as they want. Uh, because of what we have to offer, you're getting so many things complimentary already that it's hard to not come into the studio unless a a lot of people that don't live in Philly, um, and live like in a suburb, even if it's, you know, 30, 45 minutes away, sometimes people have like, uh, they're a little nervous to come into the city, like drive into the city, be in the city. Um, so in that case, you know, we're not necessarily always seeing every single person face to face all the time, but, um, to give like best case scenario if somebody has some people will do more than one trial because they want to try more than one right, look okay so let's say you do average two trials and then you come in for your free spray tan so that's three and then you can't tan and wax on the same day so you're coming in for your wax so then that's four and then you are coming in for a facial so that's five so you know, and you should start some of those things five to six months before you get right. married. So we're we're BFFs by yeah. the time it comes to wedding day. So we're seeing people a lot. That's yeah, awesome. you have the potential to see that. people a lot. Thanks. And the people who do who your artists who like go and service um on wedding day, mm-hmm. are they also there at the studio like servicing them for servicing the bride for like wax or like Brazilian or like um spray tan and stuff like that are they servicing them there too no so it's just me okay um at the studio I my studio is relatively smaller like it's two separate rooms and I would say like in relation to the podcast area maybe it's from one room will be from here to like the start of the window right here and then the other room is the same size so to have like a ton of people in there it I think it would just be a little bit tight um but I'm the one that's seeing most of these ladies multiple times yes they'll see them at the trial for sure okay oh that's true and we spend a lot of time at the trial like we're bringing out the champagne for the trial especially people bring a guest we're now we're having some chit chat so like I said regardless of whether somebody wants to come into the studio once before their wedding or multiple times before their wedding there's still time to really develop that relationship and just like develop a really good rapport and vibe off of that person that's so valuable too is that I think like then you're also going to know, like, they're going to be so much more comfortable to tell, like, the artist, too, like, oh, shit, I actually don't like this. Or, yeah. like, hey, I'm feeling like I'm going to change it. Or I'm feeling like I just don't feel like my hair that with this. Like, you're going to be able to say that. Because a lot of times that's hard to to verbalize. Like, I know when I did a trial with Brianna the day before. Oh, um, the day. Oh, but you went to. I went okay, to Vegas. It's, it's like a destination. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Like, I need to remember that. The day before she came, did the makeup the night before so she came we did the trial for me and my sister because I was like well whatever I could get my sister to do a trial too because we're gonna go out that night so might as well like and then my sister can decide how she wants her hair whatever Mm -hmm. so she does that the night of and my sister actually didn't like her hair Mm -hmm. that night but my sister the night where and Brianna was there 
um, my sister didn't really have like the, um, like not the confidence, but she didn't want to tell her like, Hey, mm-hmm. I don't like it. Cause you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. And you're like, wow, I know that you worked hard on this, but right. But I actually don't like it. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but that was good because my sister would have had that hair the day of, right. Yeah. I, I told my sister like, okay, just, if you don't like it, that's fine. Like then mm-hmm. what do you want to have? Let's be able to tell her what you would like or what you don't like about this and how we can fix it. Like the trials I feel like are so important, but having that rapport is right. even more valuable. Yes. Like it's hard sometimes to say, like, imagine if my sister was the bride, right? Right. Like how that, that would be hard for her to say. For sure. And But if she already knows you and knows like how to interact with you a little bit more, it's seen you four or five times since, like it would be super easy to be Absolutely. like, Hey, yeah, I'm not feeling this. Yeah. And I like that you said that, like it's, it, it allows people to know how to interact with you. Right. Um, and you know, for the good and for the, uh, not even bad, but for lack of better terms for the good and the bad. So people know, you know, yes, if you don't like something, you can't like act out like a kid, but we could just say like, all right, well maybe, you know, what if we tried this or what if we tried that? Right. But the more comfortable you are, usually the more relaxed you're going to present it. Like it's not going to be like, I'm going to go in the bathroom and I'm going to cry about how I hate my hair and makeup. Um, but it's going to be like, Hey, do you think that we could like do this instead of this? So yeah, that's why I like, like girl, let me know you because what you're not going to do is walk out of here and be like, Oh my God, Patrice, I love it. And then you leave and you're like, gag me. Yeah. You're like, Oh my God, I hate this. Yeah. 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 Cause that, and I tell them, I'm like, that would hurt my feelings more than you saying, yeah. Like, I don't like the lashes that you put on me. That's the worst feeling is not being able to like tell your makeup artist that you're, or your hairstylist or whoever that you're not feeling it. Right. Like that's a bad feeling. So it also helps you like it helps you guys know each other. I feel like so much. So like I know, Hey, like if I present something to you and say like, Hey, what do you think about this? Then Mm -hmm. you understand me. I know that you're like, we're on the same level. We're on the same page about so many different things versus like being like, Hey, like I don't actually like this lash. Like, what do you think about doing like a lash like this? And then what if, right, this wouldn't be you, but what if someone's like yeah I don't really like those lashes like no I'm not the artist who does that well then you also know you have so many months to realize like hey I actually don't vibe with this person like I'm gonna have to rethink all of this yes do you have time to do that too I try to kind of suss out how someone is when I talk to them on the phone before Mm, they book okay because in order for somebody to get to the point where they have a trial with us, they need to be a booked bride. Um, Got it. Okay. And it's, it, I will say just full disclosure, it has bitten me in the butt maybe twice where they get to the trial and I'm just like, you are not the ideal MUA bride that I want to work with. But as long as I ask the right questions, and I think it goes along with to like being very sure in and being very confident in what you have to offer right as a business and being it takes confidence to say like this is what I will accept and this is what I won't accept so asking the right questions on the phone as much as possible like yeah like I said are there people that slip through the cracks for sure yeah but asking the right questions on the phone will allow me to not get into the situation where it's like ooh yeah you're not my vibe because if we don't vibe 
it's just and I'm very honest and I've and <laughs> I think sometimes lately I've been too honest but on the phone I'm like hi I just wanted to talk to you because I want your day to be great but I want my day with you to be great too and I want my team's day to be great so I just want to know like what your vibe is, like what you're looking for, what's important to you and your hair and makeup team, why you chose us. Right. Because if you tell me like, oh, I chose you because, um, a lot of people will say, I chose you because I saw that your portfolio was diverse. Okay. But like, did you like the work? Did you, and I'm on stories a lot too, like giving my personality. Did you like, like the vibe on the Instagram? Because it's not enough for me anymore for somebody to book me just because they saw some pretty pictures. Like, I want to know that you're really connected, but it took me a long time to get there. there. I used to be a yes man. Like, yeah, sure. Yes. We'll work with anybody and then leave crying. Yeah. And I, I ain't got time for that now. Yeah, I think that's very important to, to like, but that comes over time, right? To, to know your worth, to know, for like, sure. okay, this is what I will and will not accept. Like for you said, sure. like, this is what, I, who I want to work with. But yeah, it takes a long time to get there because, yeah, of course, when you're like first starting out, you're like, oh, I'm taking anything that comes Oh, yeah. Away. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because you actually get more work and more like positive interaction which allows you to receive more work absolutely being the other way but it takes like like denying work actually brings you more work but it takes a long time for us to realize yes yes like that's hard to realize especially when somebody reaches out and they're like I have 10 bridesmaids um and two mothers so in total it's going to be 13 people and then I'm adding the total up in my mind like dang 13 hair and makeup plus track and we have to take an hour to get there yes yeah <laughs> this is like my cha-ching. monthly goal <laughs> yeah but if you're going to be a headache not how, what's it. the price yeah right. what price are you ultimately going to pay because that's going to also reflect on like or wear on your artist too for sure like and it's not just going to be you that it's wearing on like right. it's also wearing on your artist it's going to also give like and if you're doing two in a day maybe right yeah like that's going to affect you going into the next client. Yeah. And then I get home and I'm like, I don't want to see an effing dog. I don't want to talk to anybody. Literally no one look at me. A pin could drop and I'm like ready to burn the house down. And that's yes. Maybe getting a $3,000 wedding versus I want to come home and burn the house down. What's more, what's more valuable here. So. Right. Yeah. And it's like, if you're in that space of like, I want to burn the house down. I want to be angry. I want to like, or like anything could set me off. Imagine how you're responding back to like clients that are now inquiring with you. Oh, imagine like literally like this is what it is. (laughs) Let me know if you want to talk Bye. (laughs) as a matter of fact, I'm not answering my emails for a week. So figure it out Bye. like, so yes, yes. Or how you're showing up on Instagram, like how you're promoting, like all those things go into it. That's why like, it is so important. Like, taking on like deciding who you want to work with and deciding Mm -hmm. like who your ideal client is and what that looks like but how did you come up with all that right like working with someone like I'm sure that probably came a lot from Brianna like Um, yeah and like somebody and trying like somebody who already did it and had that vision and who could like kind of steer you in the right direction yes and trial and error like I think I didn't speak out on hey I'm getting some people that I don't love working with. I didn't speak out on it probably until this year. Oh, yeah. um, and 
I have been, this is my second, I'll be going into my third round of the mastermind in July, but um, it's also super helpful hearing what the other girls in the mastermind group go through and the other clients that they deal with too. And then, you know, there are stories that you hear and like, and I'll, she won't care that I'm using her name here, but like I, me and Michaela, we follow each other. Ooh we follow each other like this. So mm-hmm. I'm looking at her. I'm like, dang, she has all these happy girls. Like what the freak? And then Michaela will be like, yep, going to my fifth wedding. I'm like, I was burnt out from the first one. Right. Let alone my fifth one. Like, like, what am I doing? What wrong? am I missing? Yeah. yeah. So just honestly, maybe like a couple weeks ago, I finally, like I, I would pin drop it. Like, mm, how do you make sure that, you know, you avoid this? How do you make sure you avoid that? But finally a couple weeks ago, I was like, look, Michaela, what are you doing? Like, wh- like why? Why do you have such a happy time right now? <laughs> like, yeah. So, but being in the group, I say all that to say that being in the group is so helpful because you can see the experiences and really learn from trial and error from other right. people too, and not just rely on trial and error for yourself because that's exhausting when it's just like, yeah, all right, I'm going to try it myself and then I'm going to figure it out myself. So it's really nice being in a mastermind coaching, like group. a community for yeah. sure. And that's also like being immersed in your own community of like makeup artists, hair, you know, like knowing like what, what, not even like what the trends are, but like you get to see other people doing the same thing as you. And like you said, like bouncing ideas off of each other, like learning what, what they're doing, what they're not doing, like what's, like what's accepted in the industry. All those things is like really helpful. Just being in your community. Um, I think that's something that like being in the coaching community, I was like, Oh, okay. Like I think, okay. So I worked with Brianna privately Mm -hmm. for all the time that I worked with her, which was like, I think almost three years. Really? No, two years, two years. Yeah. Two years, Mm -hmm. two full two years because it was at my wedding that I started working with her. Oh, that's right. That was 2020, very beginning of 2020. And then all through COVID and the end of, yeah. So full two years. So anyways, I, private coach with her. Mm-hmm. Well, I love private coaching with her and I think I, I would have never done that differently, but something she suggested to me towards like probably after like a full like year or so in, she was like, Hey, you should probably like, you should follow this coach. You mm-hmm. should follow this other coach. And I'm so glad she did that because it really helped me like fully get in the community of coaches. I was right. trying to be a coach, but I wasn't in the coaches community like right. I didn't know any other coaches and that's probably because I wasn't in like a mastermind or like I wasn't taking other coaches um courses which mm-hmm. is fine but I'm like a loyal ass bitch so I'm just right. like if you're my bitch like no we're not fucking I'm not <laughs> fucking with anybody else like uh-huh. fuck those hoes like no I don't know anything about them but fuck them like yeah so I never desired to be with any other coaches which is was good but and I don't think like I, I, I'm not saying like, oh, I should have been with other coaches and like bounced around. No, but being immersed in more in the community of what I wanted to aspire to be right really helped me. Right. So like I took, even took, um, a course at the same time as Brianna, mm-hmm. like I took Madison, I took her course at the same time as Brianna. I took Chelsea's course at the same time as Brianna. Like it was cool because I got to see other coaches and then I got to also have like a private one-on-one coach at right. the same time. It was really nice. Um, and then I got to the point where I was like, I need to just like that at the end of the last year too, I was like, I need to trust myself. Like I'm kept coaching and doing these yep. programs and doing Hoarding all, these all of the information. Yes. And then yeah. I'm like, 
not doing anything with it. I was yeah. like, I need to trust myself. I need to apply all mm-hmm. these things that I've learned and I need to do it on my own. Right. So yeah, I don't know why I went into that, but yeah, being immersed in your community is like huge. I yes. Think, too. Yes. Yeah. I love a good long podcast. Me too. Me too. Like I can pop it on when I'm driving and like, I love it. Me too. So. I was like saying about the Joe Rogan thing is like, his podcasts are three hours. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the other day I was listening to this, the author of um, Ego is the Enemy, which mm-hmm. is like a mm-hmm. book I recommended and stuff. But that author was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Well, it's like three hours. I told her now. I was like, I don't want to stop listening to it. Like I like I want it on. Yeah. I don't want to stop. Like there's like I put it on when I'm in the shower, yep. when I'm driving, yep. when I'm doing this. Like I do not want to stop listening to yep. it. That's the level of like podcasting that I would aspire to be at sure is that even though it's a three hour fucking podcast yeah people are it's like, like an audiobook I feel like it's no different than an it audiobook is. it is it's an audiobook right yeah which like okay do you read audiobooks um I did and then I canceled it because I had I have like this guilty conscience about audiobooks because I do like to read read yes me too. um and I was like am I being lazy like is this lazy of me? So I stopped just because I like got in my own head about it. And I was like, I should probably pick up a book and like see new words and like read a word on the page. Yeah. Yeah. I do find that like reading on, on a book does give me that like feeling too, where I'm like, Oh yes, I am actually reading it. But it takes me a lot longer. F yeah. A lot longer, and I sometimes have to go back and, like, I'm so out of practice reading. Like, from mm-hmm. being a kid, I was, like, a huge reader, but I'm so out of practice that I have to reread things a Same. Lot. And I, my mind, and sometimes I don't realize it, but I'll be, like, at the bottom of the page. Yeah. And then I'll look up, and I'm, like, I don't know what, what I, just I just like, read. Like, where was my brain? I have the attention span sometimes of, like, a barnyard hen. Like, barnyard. I'm, like, wow, what was I what was I thinking about? Like, yes, how did right? I read and think at the same time about something yes. completely different? Yeah. There's so if somebody a, was like, tell me right now what you read. I have, for those of you listening, I have like a pretend like trigger finger. Like if somebody yeah. was like, tell me what you read on the page, I would just be like, well, I guess this was where I go. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, um, the untethered soul. Have you ever read that? No, she I never heard about of it. That. It's okay. I'm going to give it to you. Um, it's pretty, it's good. I never actually finished it, but which is ironic because what it's about is like exactly what we're talking about. Like how am I fucking having this whole conversation with myself in my head, but I'm also like listening to you speak and I'm also reading this book and I'm also responding. Like I'm going to prepare my response as I'm listening to you. Like, and he talks about the, it's like he talks about like internal dialogue that we have with ourselves, and Mm -hmm. we can just keep that a lot quieter we'll be able to do so much more. Like we could achieve so much more. We can interact with people better. Like, yeah. Um, at least that's what like the first chapter was. Like <laughs> <laughs> I never finished it. Um, but I do feel like with books, I don't feel bad for not finishing books either. Like I, a lot of times we'll go back to books. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask you if you, if you finished rich as fuck. No. Okay. I did. But then I was like, don't ask her because then make, okay, this is my own conversation in my mind, but I was like, don't ask her because maybe she didn't, she didn't finish it. And maybe like, then she'll feel bad that she didn't finish it. And I gave her the book and I was like, okay, just don't ask. But it's so dumb because I'm like, (laughs) now I'm like, I don't feel bad about not finishing books because I feel like one, like if I finish it just to fucking finish it, what the fuck is that for? Yeah. That's a game with my ego. But 
I also feel like you have to be in the right mindset and the right time to read the specific book. 100%. Right? And there was a time for a while that that book gave me exactly what I needed at that time. And then that overlapped into the time where I was like, okay, well, I feel like I'm in a really good place financially, but I'm freaking tired i'm exhausted i'm starting to feel miserable so now let me read some content about not getting miserable and now that um again i'm gonna make a long story short because i know we're trying to wrap up but um booking season versus wedding season is very different and during booking season you feel like a baller during wedding season when you're paying your team you're like well how am i going yeah basically (laughs) basically so now i'm in the part again where i'm like okay now i need to rewire my brain to think about money in this new way so now i literally just this week went back to the book and i got got the journal too yeah i ordered the um, oh you did yeah i ordered the journal that came along with it yeah um okay so you're reading that did you read something in between um kind of so there was a book that I was reading um called you can be prosperous too okay and it or no no I I didn't read that one I read I'm so sorry the divine law of compensation I'm so sorry you can be prosperous too is another one that's sitting in the nightstand but um the divine law of compensation um was something that i was like kind of reading while i was reading that and then it was just too much going on yeah. and i'm like all right i know i can get the freaking money if i visualize it great um but <laughs> I, what the fuck i've been visualizing this shit for six years i've been writing it down six years um but i just picked up uh, a book called the most powerful woman in the room is you um and that's been really interesting so far. I actually brought it to like read it on the plane when it wasn't shaking and <laughs> I thought I was going to die. Um, so I like read that. Okay. Kind of like I'll on have and those off. linked down below Yeah, for you guys. I'll have them linked on the Amazon uh, page, but I always like to ask people if they read like what they're reading. Yes. Because it's so interesting. Like there's so many books and so little time. For sure. For like, sure. And there's always more to like learn. Actually, right now, Renee and I are reading, this is on the Amazon page that I also have linked that's called Renee's Reads. So it's all books that Renee has read or recommends. It's called The 48 Laws of Power. Mm. Holy shit. It is literally a fucking, it's as big as the Bible. It's fucking huge. Yeah. Um, but we're listening to it. Or Renee already finished. It's on audiobook. But that, oh my God, it is so valuable in so many lessons okay but it's like i think it's 40 uh 40 hours on audible like oh wow 40 see you can have the three hour podcast oh yeah for sure right but it's very very valuable in like learning and i'm like always like it's just like i'm just like reading has really fucking changed for the way that i view things for sure like so much and even like I used to read like a lot differently, but now I'm like, even books that are like hard mm-hmm. to read, like that book is pretty hard to, un- to, to pay attention to, mm-hmm. um, and read like those now are fun for me, like challenging. Right. Um, I don't even know why I started talking about that, but 48 laws of power. That, I think that's been the whole time we've been recording. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> in 1995, <laughs> you guys should really know this. <laughs> okay. So we're going to wrap it up so we can go to the beach and eat. I'm starving. Um, and uh, Renee, uh, Patrice needs some sunshine. <laughs> yeah. So she's huddled in her blanket right now. <laughs> in California. This is not what they show on TV. Yeah. She thought it was going to be like super hot, but yeah. it's all good. 
Um, okay, so thank you guys, uh, or thank you, Patrice, so much for coming. Oh my, I left that suck. Patrice, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> you guys, thank you so much for listening. I'm going to have Patrice and all her info linked down below. If you guys are in Philly, obviously, and you're getting married, obviously you need to have her as your artist. Hello. Yes. Um, but I'll have everything linked down below for you guys. I want to say thank you so much for coming and thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys have a great week. But until the next time, don't forget to let your confidence shine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah.